Hey, it's Amy with Intuitive Coaching with Amy, and we are continuing my series on the masterclass of limiting beliefs for creative professionals. There are so far three parts to this series, so if you just stumbled upon this one, you may want to go back and listen to the others. Very similar format as this one. We're going to go through some limiting beliefs. And I'm going to give you my process for how I talk myself out of it. So if you hear a limiting belief that you're holding, that that you think, oh, that might be getting in the way of me progressing, then um, start talking yourself out of it. And I'm going to share with you ways in which I do that. Um, it's one of my, my most favorite things to do is talk myself out of limiting beliefs. And you might have to keep talking yourself out of limiting beliefs, and it's totally fine. You don't have to be perfect at this. You just have to be diligent. You have to be aware and know that if you are holding a limiting belief, it will start to create a vibrational reaction in your life. And the most easiest way to identify that reaction is, are you not doing what you would normally do if you weren't holding that belief? And then also... Think about what you're drawing in as a result of having that belief. So we're going to continue. In case you're new to my program, I'm an intuitive and a coach. I help people create the life of their dreams. If you are ready to go to your next level, I would love to support you. Information on my services can be found at intuitivecoachingwithamy.com. If you're looking to grow your business, if you are looking to expand your creative career, I would love to support you in that. Consider my Elevate Intuitive Coaching Package or my Massive Result Intuitive Coaching Package. All right, let's continue. I'm going to take a deep breath, center myself. Okay, next limiting belief. I have to use the blank insert latest social media platform to be successful. I know in the author world, it's right now, everything is TikTok. I have to use the TikTok to be successful. I have to use the Facebook to be successful. I have to use the Instagram to be successful. This is actually a limiting belief because marketing is your own unique expression within your business. And you get to use any of the social medias. One is not better than the other. In a general sense, you have to choose what feels right and true to you. There's this, and it's been, I mean, it's been circulating for the last decade that like there's some trick on the social medias where you will suddenly be a sensation if you do it this way or you do it that way. But if you start trying to do it that way, you're going to realize like, oh, that, that may not have worked, right? Because it is your own journey as a creative professional. You have to choose the ways in which you want to market your business and no social media platform is the secret, right? The secret is you. And if you enjoy it, if you find a way to work with that platform that feels unique and interesting to you, I think the trend of copying, um, like, oh, everybody's doing, what's the one I see all the time? The reels where words pop up and you point and there's music playing. Yeah. I mean, if that works for you, if you're, if, if you can do that in your own unique way, but you don't have to, 
right? You don't have to jump on a trend to be successful with your sales and marketing. You can do it in a way that feels right and true to you. And don't don't beat yourself up or or feel shame that you're not doing it like everybody else. Do it. Do what feels good to you. So there's no social media platform that's the secret to your success. You are the secret to your success. And all of it works. Everything works if you work it. And you work it from your heart. And you work it from this feels good. The energy of it feels good. And you work it from, oh, that's fun, right? Next limiting belief. I don't have a large enough body of work to be successful. Meaning you don't, you haven't made enough stuff to sell to be successful. And that is also a lie. Um, make as much as you want to make and, and keep a nice, healthy balance between selling what you make and making things. That's it. There's no, uh, what I don't like about this limiting belief is that there's this thought that like, oh, you have to have a lot of stuff and then you're successful. No. You can have five things and be successful. You can have a hundred things and be successful. It's just based on what is your business type? What is your type of art? Who are you selling to? And and when I say who are you selling to, who is your aligned client? Who matches the energy of your business? So it really, once again, it comes down to you. Produce as much work that feels right to you. Now, There is embedded in this limiting belief, some more limiting beliefs about, oh, I just need to make and make and make and make and make and make. You're forgetting a step in the process if you're holding that mindset. You have to also sell or release it to your people who like what you make. So, so make that a part of it. I think it's very easy for creative people to just like the making part, but now is the time the next level, the maturing to make to the best of your ability to make the sales and marketing a vibrational match to making. Yes, making is glorious and wonderful, but in that feeling of making, you can still find a way to feel that good about sales and marketing. So you don't need a large enough body of work. You don't need a large body of work to be successful. You just need work. And you need to believe in that work and you need to let people know. And that's what leads to your success. Your energy is everything. Next limiting belief, marketing is too expensive. This is, I, I will add the, my, my stamp of this is silly. You get to choose what you want to pay, right? And you get to set your budget and choose, choose, make choices about the way you spend your marketing budget that match where you're at in your business. No matter what your budget is, you can tell people about your work. And marketing is only too expensive if you're doing something that's not aligned with your business. If you're thinking, oh, I'm just gonna throw a lot of money at ads and it's gonna pay off, I can tell you for sure, that doesn't work, right? Um, find the aspect of your marketing that feels good to you. Um, Spending more doesn't necessarily mean you're more successful. Yeah. So choose a budget that feels right and true to you. You're in charge. You're in charge. And just because you spend more doesn't mean you're going to make more. And just because you spend very little doesn't mean that you're going to make very little. 
that's all a lie. I've bought into all of these at some point in my career. (laughs) And what I've found is do what feels good to you. You're in charge. Don't let other people's stories, the market dictate how you manage your business. Just like you don't let the world um, teach you how to manage your finances. You make spending choices based on you. You make spending choices based on what lights you up. You make earning choices based on what feels good to you. All budgets work if you decide they're going to work and it's a part of, of who you are and your expression in this moment. And then a lot of budgets cannot work if you're just doing it because you think you have to so you can be profitable. Have to and believing in are two different energies. And there is no have to. It's what you feel is right for you. Next limiting belief. If I don't invest in a course, I won't be good at ads or selling. Lie, 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 lie. Some learning may be involved. Maybe you've never sold anything in your life. Maybe you've never ran digital ads and you want to learn how to do it. But you can learn how to do do that on YouTube. You can. You can poke around and find ways to learn what you need to learn. Or I was talking to a client yesterday and she was telling me that, um, I know she might listen to this. She was telling me that even Facebook offers you like coaching to help you do your ads. So there's always a way to learn without you having to invest a large sum of money to learn how to do it. You can buy a book. You know, I told you with my Dan Kennedy book story, I Googled free PDF Dan Kennedy and a book came up of his and I read it and changed my life. So you don't have to invest a lot or anything, really. You can go to the library. There are digital books. The library lets you check out digital books. You can use podcasts. You can use YouTube videos. My only caveat with that is that oftentimes people are selling you their process. Even with Dan Kennedy, he had a process and like he was really into direct mail. I knew just because I'd been around the business game to sub in whatever way I like to sell. But just keep that in mind that they're just telling you what has worked for them. It's not necessarily that exact process, that exact channel is going to work in the same way for you. And I don't think enough teachers say that. You have to sit with your business. You have to sit with yourself and get clear about the way in which you want to sell and then go out and seek information and knowledge based on that. And one thing I can say on the the spiritual side, if you pray, you say, if you're like, I really want to be, I really want to use Facebook ads. Like your your intuition's lighting up and you're like, yes, Facebook ads. Then go out and find a resource and um, pray to, to be led to the right resource for you. Same with selling. There are tons of books, tons of books out there. Many of them cheap, free. I think I just downloaded a couple of months ago, Napoleon Hill has a, a selling book. And I think I'm almost certain it was like 99 cents on Kindle. So you don't have to invest, but you do have to take the time to learn. 
to the degree to which you feel you need to learn. An expert to one person, being an expert in what they're up to, is going to be different for somebody else. So I like easy stuff. And I, the, my matrix for if something is right for me may not be your same matrix. Just figure out what lights you up, what makes you feel good, what, what makes you feel like you're reaching your people. You don't have to invest large sums of money in something to be successful, to learn how to use it. I just invested in a, a course and... Um, I want to say it was the most I've invested in a course and what the course was, wasn't what ultimately in my mind I paid for. There was some insight, some ways of being that were not related. I mean, they were to what the course was marketed as that were life-changing and worth every penny. So I, I would say, trust yourself. If you're being led to buy a course, buy a course. But it's there's not a, I have to. If I don't invest in a course, I won't know how to do it. No, there's always a way to learn how to do something. Next, I don't have enough people talking about my work to be successful. Well, here's what I know to be true for my own business. I am not a person who likes to talk a lot on the internet. In, well, I guess <laughs> on my podcast, I do talk a lot. I do. I do. Um, so I'm not one that likes to be in comments or in back and forth. or um, And so I have no idea who's talking about my business, but I know they are. I can feel it in my body every single day. So you don't have to know if people are talking about you. So take that enough off because that's rooted in not enough isms and just trust that all the right people are talking about your work and you don't even need to be privy to it. You just need to put the work out there. That's the approach I would take on that. Um, it's a myth. It's just a myth that you need a lot of likes and you need a lot of shares and you need that may work for your business model. I, my business has never been that way. And people just show up. And it's exactly the way I like my business to be. I just like people to show up. They show up. They show up because I tell people, right? I put stuff into the world so they can show up. So that is my recommendation on that. Um, if you do feel like you want a part of your marketing to be lots of likes and shares and commenting, assuming you've accepted that neither is better nor worse, right? Uh, it's not better for people to be liking and sharing. Hmm, let me, how do I want to phrase this? I'm going to tune in my spirit guides. Liking and sharing does not guarantee you a sale. So remove that piece. There's this belief that there can be this limiting belief that, oh, if people are liking and sharing, then I'm going to get lots of sales. No, people can be liking and sharing and you get no sales, right? Um, but if you like the idea of people liking and sharing and it feels really true and right to you and you're not basing your ability to be financially well on that process, then go for it. Do it. It's There's nothing wrong with it. Like, yeah. Um, but just because people are talking doesn't mean they're going to be buying. And ultimately, no matter how you 
show up in the world. As long as you're showing up, you're good. And you are always enough. Any of these statements that you hear that have enough in it, it's rooted in not enough isms. That is one thing Spirit has recently showed me. The vibrational match to not enough within you shows up as not enough. Not enough money, not enough sales, not enough whatever it is that you feel that you need. And check in with that. Like, again, like, I think we've built a lot of, um, we've built a lot of falsehood around, oh, you have X number of followers. You could have a ton of followers and most of them are bots, you know? Um, it doesn't mean you're going to be profitable. So, I mean, I think the, the, some of the tech companies are teaching us that right now, that you can have a lot of users and still not be profitable. So I, my, my suggestion is focus on profitability. And that might be five people talking about you and you're profitable, depending on what you sell. Okay. Selling a lot of work will make me stand out and I'll lose my privacy. No. Again, it's implying that like, just because you start selling a lot of work, then all these people that bought from you are reaching out to you and trying to talk to you. No, that is not true. <laughs> It's not true. It's all based on you. Um, you're not going to lose your privacy just because you suddenly become successful. No, you you run the potential of losing your privacy if you are just putting your whole life out there and not holding anything back. That, but that's a that's a business model. That's a style of marketing. That's a way of of relating and putting things out in the world. Um, but yeah, you can still be a very private person and be very successful and profitable. Just because you're selling a lot doesn't mean you're going to lose yourself. Yeah. So that is a limiting belief. Selling a lot will make you stand out and you'll lose your privacy. No, no, no. It's just a lie. You can, there are a lot of actors that are very private. Who, who did I hear recently? Um, there's an actor who was very, very popular. And I was shocked when I read it because I still was holding that belief that, oh, if you're a celebrity or if you're well-known, then everybody knows everything about you. But it, it was an actor who, well, I can tell you for sure, the principal on Abbott Elementary, the woman that plays the principal on Abbott, Abbott Elementary, she refuses to share her age. Like I could, cause I was like, wow, how old is she? You know, I come on the internet and it's even like an article came up where it's like, she does not talk about her age and that's her choice. Right. So just because you're succeeding in however way you're succeeding, doesn't mean you're going to lose your privacy. And going back to the, the actor who, um, who's very famous that like they're, they have, nobody knows who their wife is. They don't talk about their personal life. They don't talk about their children. Nobody knows what their children's names are. And I'm like, wow, you're so famous and we don't know all your business because they chose not to do their career in that way. They chose not to make a part of them promoting themselves and their work 
they chose not to make their personal life a part of the conversation. And you always get to choose. So it's a lie that selling a lot of work will make you stand out and you'll lose your privacy. Next, if I become successful, I won't have time for family or fun. This is just healthy boundaries. This is just healthy boundaries. You can be successful and still have time for family or fun because you make it that way. You have non-negotiables in your business where you're like, oh, I always do this. I just heard it to a woman give a talk on this. She's like, I have a non-negotiable where everything my kid does, I'm always there, no matter what's going on in my business. She's like, I don't ever work on Saturday. She had a whole list of non-negotiables. So just because you're successful, there's this thought that, oh, you're working all the time. You'll, that limiting belief is coming up too. No, you get to decide. And that's the essence of real success. I think there's now we're getting into success is defined by you, not some worldly thought. And as we can clearly see the world, if you let the world define it for you, these limiting beliefs make success look not that attractive, right? Um, yeah, you define your success. So a part of your success matrix, your success profile, your intentions around success, if you want to make time for family or fun, you make time for family and fun and you don't deviate from that. I think people who have an unhealthy relationship with work don't have time for family or fun. That has nothing to do with success and it doesn't even have anything to do with work. That's a personality issue that they have to work through. Or is, would that be a personality issue? It's an energy. It's a, yeah, working a whole lot has nothing to do with the work, has nothing to do with success and has everything to do with that person's probably running away from something. So you, you can always have time for family or fun, no matter what, build it in to your success model, however way you define it, it works. You're not going to be missing out because you're hanging with the kids because you're going to create a business where it's not an either or it's all. Okay. Next limiting belief. It's hard to make more money than I spend. Well, you're in charge of what you spend. <laughs> Right. So decide that you, if you if that's important to you that you are within a budget, decide that you're going to stay within the budget. I say focus on being profitable. So think about think about the numbers. You got to know the numbers. So um it's not hard. You just decide like, "Oh, I'm going to spend this because I know I make this." Or I want to make this. So I'm going to spend in a way that feels good so I have room so I if I don't make that I still have room. You get to make it make sense for you, but just deciding that it, oh, it's so hard to make money. It's so hard. It's so hard to control my spending. That, you know, you might need to be in a little bit of therapy around that. You might need to sit with a financial coach about that. But ultimately, you decide what you spend on, you decide how much you make. And I know I'm saying that and it sounds very like, oh, well, Amy, that sounds so simplistic. But ultimately, that is, that's the person that's in charge is you. So to hold on to the belief that it's hard to make more money than you spend is some zombie like swiping your card and entering your, your information 
and they're not asking you. No, you're in charge and you just, you look at it. You look at it and you say, oh no, I do it all the time with my ad budget. I'll start looking at that ad budget and I'm like, hmm, I, I always set an ad budget and I pay attention to how things are lining up from month to month. I keep a whole very extensive spreadsheet and I look at, I, I put in my sales and um, like every day I check. Yeah, I have a whole little system for tracking it. And I get to decide like, oh, am I going to continue on that path? Do I want to make a change? Is that feeling good to me? Oh, it's going to work. Is there an issue around, am I having faith in my ads? I get to make those decisions moment by moment by moment because I, I'm in charge of my business. So just saying it's hard to make more money than you spend, you're not taking responsibility for your life and business. You get to take responsibility for your life and business. So decide that you're going to focus on being profitable and use your money as soulfully as you possibly can in every way, shape, or form. Allow more in. Allow more in. Next limiting belief. More sales come with more worries. No sales comes with worries, right? Uh, so, so more sales, I think sales feel wonderful. So I'm, it's not more worries. If you're not selling, that means you're not really working. And so, um, or if you're making more money, we can sub that in making more money comes with more worries. No, it's just a number. It's if you decide to worry, then you're worrying about everything already. So, uh, it doesn't have anything to do with sales. That's just, you know, kind of your approach, but I would encourage you that you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about anything. And um, and just because you're doing more business doesn't mean there's going to be no more problems. You just decide that your business doesn't have any problems. <laughs> and then run your business accordingly. Like put systems in place. And, you know, I, I've really streamlined a lot of processes in my business over the years because every time I ran into something that didn't feel good, like, oh, you know, if, if a, a certain type of payment structure, it's like, Oh, I don't like that. That's hard. It doesn't feel good. It, it's, it's work. Like I, I do very few payment plans. Very, very few. I've, I've, I've said that many times because I don't, uh, given the nature of the work I do, I don't like chasing a client for a payment when we're in the middle of working together. So I don't do it. And, and it took me years of like experimenting with it. And every time I'm just like, Oh, don't like that. Well, it turns out I don't like it and I don't want to do it. And I'm still making money. So more sales doesn't mean more worries. Just streamline your processes, recognize when there is something going well and when something's not going well and make the change. There's always a way to make something better. There's always a way to make something feel good. There's always a way to make something flow and work with ease and make that your priority. And don't let that hold you back from reaching the people who need what you have to offer. Next limiting belief. It's not appropriate to talk about sales. Well, I think it depends on who you're talking to. Um, but uh, I think this is in alignment with talking like it's not appropriate to talk about money. Don't talk about money. Oh, my God, don't talk about money. Just be mindful of who you're talking to, you know. Um, if it's your grandma and she doesn't know anything about online business, or if it's your grandma and she doesn't know anything about the way you, you make your living, 
maybe she's not the best audience, but it's not inappropriate. It's totally fine to talk about your sales if you feel if, if it feels comfortable to you. You don't have to not talk about it or talk about it. It's just what feels right and true to you. There are tons of things we we just choose not to talk about in conversation because, you know, it's just not where we want to direct our energy towards. That's okay. But it's not inappropriate. Everything's appropriate if it works for your life, if it makes you feel good. So I, I would say, if nothing else, talk to yourself and God or spirit or the universe or the elves or mother nature about your sales. Have that conversation. Don't run from that information. Know what's going on there from the sales process to what what the actual numbers are. Like, no. It's totally fine to talk to yourself about your sales. <laughs> right? And your coach and everybody else in your life that wants to listen that can be helpful. But it is your job to be aware of what's going on in your business. But you don't have to talk about it or you don't have to not talk about it. There's no, it's not bad manners to talk about your sales. And it's not bragging either. If you had a really great month and you're talking to people that you care about, my hope is that through this process, you're starting to see, surround yourself with people that you feel comfortable sharing what you're up to. And if you can't, and that's your personality to share, then find new friends, find new support systems. And then, you know, the people that, you know, just can't be receptive to it, that have been around and you love them, but you can't talk to them about them, know that. You don't, you don't force them to be anything other than they are. And there's always support available to you if you want to have a conversation about your business. Yeah. You don't have to talk to anybody about your business that you don't want to talk to about it. And on the flip side, you can't force somebody to have a conversation with you about business who's not capable of having that conversation. Next limiting belief. At this rate, I doubt I will ever earn more money. At this rate, I doubt I will ever earn more money. I know this one was actually taken from a course I took. Um, this is for the people who have been in business a long time. This is This whole belief is in reference to timing. And I did a show about divine timing this month. Listen to that. The big aha around divine timing and timing is that oftentimes God's waiting for us to figure something out. God's spirit, however way you define it. God's waiting for us. So if you're ready now to earn more money, make that your mission. The most beautiful book to help you do that or to be in the energy of someone who just finally got fed up with themselves and they were like, I'm going to make more money is you are a badass at making money, Jen Sincero, S-I-N-C-E-R-O. I think that's the correct spelling. She outlines this, how she was broke until her, well into her 40s, and she just got fed up with herself, and she did everything she needed to do to shift her relationship with money. And you're going to hear her story and the specifics that she did but you can sub in any profession. You don't have, like she started coaching. Um, she got bigger book deals. You can sub in anything and just take on, look at her process. It's a shift within you that happens. It's an uncovering in you that happens where you get so clear that it's time to make more money. 
and you will not accept anything less than that. It's a, a decision, as you've heard me say many times in this. It's deciding. It's a, a it's a rooting in. It's it's saying enough is enough. It's setting a new standard for yourself. I'm going to make more money. It has nothing to do with how long you've been doing it. You can make this decision at any time. And it has nothing, to, if, if your business is feeling slow, if you thought you should have been somewhere else in terms of uh, your progress or maybe where your, your earnings are or where you're at in your career, I think you got to sit down with yourself and ask yourself, what is it? You're holding yourself accountable to some ideal. Get really clear what that ideal is. So say it's, um, let's say, let's do actors since I'm on that kick. Say you're an actor and you feel like I should have already been in a movie by now, but you haven't really said that to yourself. You're just like, oh, at this rate, I may never make it. Sit down, have a conversation with your, yourself, journal on it. Where do I think I should be? This is where use a should. And then ask yourself, is that really who you are? And if it is, then that take the should out and it's like, I want to be here. I am meant to be here. And then you direct all your focus, your attention, your energy towards being there. Chances are if things are going slow, it's because you've diverted your attention in a lot of different ways that are not moving you towards the goal. Chances are you don't know what the goal is. So the only person that knows is you and you define the goal for you. If you're holding yourself to some standard outside of you, then that can also be a problem that's making you feel like you're not where you need to be. Sit down and ask yourself, what do you want for your career right now? And then put all your energy towards working towards that. Next limiting belief. My audience or list is not big enough. Okay, the beautiful, odd Amanda Francis broke this one up so wonderfully for me. Changed my whole life. She said, in a very Amanda way, look her up so you can hear her voice. Um, my audience isn't very big, right? In terms of like other, other professionals in the industry. And she's making way more money than them. It doesn't matter how big your audience is. It just doesn't matter. You can sell based on any size and you can sell even if you don't have an email list and you can sell even if you don't have this collective place where, where you can see all the people interested in what you're doing, like a list or a following on the socials, you can still sell. So it doesn't matter how big or small your audience is. It doesn't matter how big your list is. But what this belief is rooted in, because it has that enough in it, my audience or list is not big enough. It's rooted in not enoughness. And so if you're, if you've been saying this to yourself and it's been your excuse for not making the money you want to make, I would sit down and really look at where's all the ways I'm telling myself I'm not enough and decide you're not going to do that anymore, that you are enough. You're, you're enough based on where you're at in your career. You're, you have a big enough list. You have a, you're, uh, my spirit guides gave me a message last night. Your audience is more than enough. Your list is more than enough. You're more than enough for your life right now. You're more than enough. Your business is more than enough to be making what you want to make, be doing the work you want to do, 
be running the business you want to run. And if you have this perspective that in the future, I'll get to do this, then call yourself back out of future land and be here now and ask yourself, if I knew I was enough right now, what would I do? If I knew I was enough right now, if I knew my list was enough to make what I wanted to make, if I knew my audience was enough to make what I want to make, if I knew my business, my work, totally enough, what choice and decision would I make? Because oftentimes we're totally enough right now, but we're acting out of the energy of not enoughness, which creates not enoughness, not enough this, not enough that. If you want to grow your audience because that makes you feel good, you want to see a certain number, by all means do that, but don't make, don't attach it to your ability to earn. Right? I know with my, my author business, after I heard this piece from, uh, from the glorious Amanda Francis, she broke that up because for years in internet land, it was like, Oh, you got to have a big list. You got to have a big list. You got to have a big audience. You got to have a big following. That's how you make money. Matter of fact, I know one of my, one of the coaches I work with, um, I've known her for years, very metaphysical. And I go to her anytime I'm working through something. She has a huge following on social. And I don't think she's pulling the numbers that you would think, oh, you have that, like, I mean, nearly a half a million followers. And I know she's not pulling the financial numbers. That's the psychic in me that knows that. And we've had enough conversations that I know that. So it's, you could have a huge following and it's, I think partially there's a little fear and insecurity around marketing and selling her work, but I also think she doesn't really have to. She has a lifestyle that doesn't require her. She's not chasing the dollar, you know, not that I'm saying you need to chase the dollar at all because anything you chase runs away from you. But again, I'm telling you that story. These numbers don't matter, right? It's the the desires that you have for your business and you working towards those desires. That's it. That's what matters. I know in my author business, I'll share this with you. I, I, there was a, after I heard this piece from Amanda about list size, I was like, Oh, what she, the way she broke it down. And I think she does it so beautifully as she says it, that your list size, your following and your earning, they don't cross lanes. You get to earn what you want to earn. You get to have the following you want to have. You get to have the list size you want to have. It's all based on your preference. And it took so much pressure off. Life got a lot lighter when I heard that. And so then I I was like, you know, once I started stop associating book sales with my following on the socials, I was like, all right, I'm under a thousand there. I just, it's like a year and a half into my book business. It's like, I really want that to get that up to over a thousand. That was my only goal, like over a thousand. And then once I got over a thousand, I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> right. And it, any, anything that adds to it, I'm like, cool. That, that was all I needed. It, 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 and it was a me feeling. It didn't have anything to do with money. It didn't have anything to do with, oh, I'm suddenly popular. And I just focused on it for a period of time and grew that list. It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything about my business. I just like the way it looked. If somebody came to my page, you can tell that I care about how things look. Ultimately, how they make me feel. But once I like, I'm like, oh, I feel good about it now, right? <laughs> so you can always focus on these things, but don't let them um, give you a false sense of validation 
and don't don't make it an excuse for not hitting the numbers you want to hit in your business earn I should say the numbers you want to earn all right next limiting belief I have to find my niche and stick to it I have to find my niche and stick to it yeah this one was another ridiculous storyline in inter internet land about you got to find a niche you gotta have a niche do you know I spent I probably spent two years of my business going in and out of marketing classes gotta have a niche what's your niche who's your niche what's your niche who's your niche and it was it was devastating trying to I'm a psychic who coaches like I, it was devastating having a constant kind of put myself in this thing so I so, so supposedly that would mean that somebody would buy from me and once I just gave up that story there's no niche yeah there like <laughs> if you sit and look at my client base there are some similarities but I didn't decide that oh I only serve this person no those are the people who are drawn to my energy I am only myself right so I say focus on your energy focus on what feels aligned to you you know I like working with nice kind loving people and who who want to show up big and beautiful in the world and that's what I get and and if you sat down and looked at you know the profiles of all of them there there are definitely similarities but it wasn't because I said I only serve this type of person and I only do this no um I'm a psychic. I can read energy on all levels. <laughs> so whatever you wanted to talk about, I can do it. Right. And, and I know energy and I know how energy works. So I can talk to you about anything. So I might go in a day. I might go from a call about someone's relationship to a call about business. And trying to niche myself and force myself into these little boxes. Oh, only talk about this. Only talk about this. Only talk about this. It's, it's, a, it's false. It's false. It also takes away your authenticity. Trust yourself. Trust where you're being led. Trust what's guiding you. Make what feels right and true to you. That's how you started your business. That's how you started whatever you make. Do what feels good to you. Who cares about niching? I, I think also what helped with this whole niching conversation was I realized Oh, I talk to metaphysical people. I talk to people who are into moon cycles. And even if I'm not, crystals, spirit guides, you know, who get psychic work, like, like who use their intuition. Like I talk to those people. And so once I stopped putting myself in a, it took myself out of the mindset that I have to convert somebody. Same with my romance business. I write contemporary romance. What's your niche? What's your niche? I, what's your, what do they say, in, in, in trope? What's your trope? And I'm just like, I, I'm not thinking about that. I tell the story I want to tell. I write contemporary romance, period. You don't have to niche. Yes, there have been people who have been very successful with niching. And I think a lot of that is algorithm driven. But we are not a slave to algorithms. We, we, we drive our business. We guide people to the work, to our work. And 
having to stick ourselves in a box because we've told her because we've been told that that's the only way it works. No, just show up as you talk like you put work out that you believe in, do your best, show up consistently and let go of this whole niching conversation. And if you're metaphysical, don't try to convert anybody. Most of the, people looking for metaphysical stuff are looking for metaphysical stuff, right? You're not trying to convert somebody. So uh, be yourself, stick to that, if anything else. So I would replace this. I have to find myself and stick to that. That's the way I would put it. Find yourself in your business and stick to that. Next limiting belief. I have to spend a certain amount of money to earn that amount of money. I see this with coaches. This and it, it's also a coaching, like it that's it. Don't make yourself wrong if you had this belief. I had it too. It, it because it was spread around the coaching industry. Some big mouth coach was like, Oh, you're not really a real coach unless you've spent as much as you charge. No, that's not true. Those are two separate energies. The way you work on yourself and the way you help somebody are not the same. Um, yeah, no, not at all. Like I always say to my mom, I'm like, if people, if you know, I talk about a little bit about how much work I do on myself, but I would, I would never expect a client to do everything I do because I enjoy it. That's my personal time. That's what I do in, um, during commercials. I work through. Uh, I'll get off this podcast and I got an affirmation. I'm gonna chant. Because I want that energy in my body and my life. I, I wouldn't give, I mean, unless I'm talking to a client and it feels relevant, I would share that. Be like, hey, you might want to try this. But no, those two are not connected. So how, it doesn't matter if you've never invested in a coach, you can still be a really great coach. Just like there are coaches in professional sports who maybe had never played on the professional level. They're still a good coach. So let go of this belief that you have to spend a certain amount of money to make a certain amount of money. No, 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 no. You spend what feels right and true to you. You earn what feels right and true to you. You set the standard. Next, the more I earn, the more work I will have to do. Well, you got to work. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, it's like, man, if I get a job where I'm getting a paycheck, I got to go to work. Yes, you do. So this is silly belief. Um, it's silly. Yes, of course, you have to work, but you don't have to overwork. And you get to set the boundaries on how much work you're willing to do at any given time, no matter what environment you're in, whether you're working for yourself or whether you're working for a company. If someone's asking you to work more than feels right and true to you, start looking for a different job. So it's it's a lie that you have to, the more you you earn, the more you'll have to work. Matter of fact, the more you earn, it seems like you start to figure some things out because earning is a high vibrational state. High earning is a high vibrational state. You start to act like a high vibrational person. And I think a lot of times we're overworking because we feel not good enough. We're overworking because there's some we have some belief that we're inadequate. So we got to work really, really hard and prove to people. And I think I think we start to let some of that go as we increase our earnings. Just a theory on that one. But at the end of the day, it's a lie. The more you, you earn, the more you'll have to work. No, I think if anything, it gets easier. Next limiting belief, selling is difficult. Lie, 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 lie. It's 
It's as difficult as you decide it's going to be, but I would encourage you to just start telling yourself, selling is easy. Selling is easy. Selling is required. Selling is a part of my job. Selling is easy. Selling is a requirement. I think the difficult part is that you we feel self-conscious and you don't have to feel self-conscious. You can choose not to. Like I was doing something today and it was something I've done before in my life, not related to business. And typically when I'm going through that process, I get really nervous. And I started to go into that like nervousness around around this thing. And and I said, wait a minute, I've been telling people this all all year. You don't have to feel that way. And so I really called myself back. I said, girl, no, you do not have to be nervous right now. And I centered myself. I tapped on my, you know, did a little bit of tapping and said, be here now. Because if I'm in nervousness, I can't hear my intuition. So if you're feeling self-conscious, you might miss all the little gems and ways in which you can be selling where it gets easier for you. If Be willing to let go of the self-consciousness. Selling is not difficult. Decide. Selling is not hard. Selling is not difficult. Selling gets to be right and true to you. Next, I haven't done enough research to be successful at marketing. Um... Well, this is also rooted in not enoughness. And if you if there are holes in your understanding, go get the information. But there's not some line, you know, it's not some line. Oh, you need to have this much research done. You need to have spent this many because you could have spent all those hours researching and not learn what you needed to learn. Right. I see that one a lot. Like people people working, not working. Um, so it's a silly belief. It's rooted in not enoughness. It's just rooted in not enoughness. And at this point, you know, you're enough because you decide that you are enough. You lock into that. You decide you're worthy. You decide you're deserving. You decide you are enough. And no amount of research is going to suddenly make you enough when it comes to marketing. No amount of research is suddenly going to make you enough when it comes to being successful. You just decide, this is my path of success. This is what success looks like to me. And I would say, if you haven't done it, journal it. This is what success looks like to me. And keep journaling, keep journaling, and get a rough draft. And then, then you'll read over it a couple of times and then get a final draft and be like, oh, this is success. And gets, let it get simpler and simpler. The language gets simpler. You want to get it so you can just recite it really quickly. This is what success is to me. This is what success is to me. And then work around that. And that might not require any research at all. So you get to be good at marketing, even if you haven't done a lot of research. You do. But if you are sensing there's some holes in your knowledge, go get that. But the fact that you haven't done enough, rooted in not enoughness, and decide in this moment you are enough. All right, next, selling is hard. Very similar to selling is difficult. No, it's not. It's what you decide it is. And you don't have to feel any sort of shame or uh, insecurity or self-consciousness as you go out and sell, which is just telling people, sharing with people about what you're up to. And if you are feeling like super insecure about it, work with a coach on it, get a book on insecurity. You may need to be in a little bit of therapy around it, but work through it. But selling, it's only as hard as you make it. And usually it's just, we've attached some some sense of self to the process and it's not a reflection of you next limiting belief some works just don't sell 
that's silly nonsense. I hear it a lot in the book business. Some things just don't sell. Maybe when the industry was controlled by five people, right? There was a time where the movie industry was controlled by a small group of people. And there was a time when the book business was controlled by a little small group of people, but we're not living in that world anymore. So in my, my reality, everything sells. If I set the intention that something is going to sell, it sells. It sells, it sells, it sells. I have a book right now. I've shared with you, I decided my fourth book. And I'm saying now that all the work created during the pandemic, you can see it's all kind of a little weird. And so I, 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 that is my pandemic work and, and, but I love it. It's, it's one of the best things I've ever made. And I, I chose a, um, a left of center kind of theme and I can't advertise it because of, it's a more of a discrimination thing. It's not bad at all, but I, I think it's just ignorance in, in the, the algorithms and the powers that be, but anyway, it's, it's a book. Yeah. And, and so I can't, there are certain platforms I can't advertise it on. Certain retailers don't, won't carry it. And, um, and it's probably the sweetest, most loving thing I've ever made. Like I've heard way more smuttier things, Uh, but just by the nature of it. And uh, I kid you not, that book sells like crazy. I put all my right keywords. I knew that my soul knew, my soul knew there was a market for it. And that book just sells by itself. I still, you know, I share it everywhere that I can, of course. But yeah, it just, it just goes to show that all works sell if you believe they sell, no matter what your resources are. All works sell. That, that is like my number one seller right now. And it's because I believe in it and it's good work. And I, I, I knew the business of it. I knew to put the right keywords in. That's why they're being, it's being flagged. Um, but I can still sell it. It's not like I can't sell it on the platform. They just don't want me to advertise it. Um, and it sells. It sells by itself. And it's I will I will go down in my I will go to my grave, hopefully many, 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 many years from now. And I will say, that was so smart, girl. That was so smart. Because I just trusted myself. I trusted myself. And so trust yourself and then everything will sell. And hold the belief that everything sells. Everything sells. Everything I do sells. It, the intention is to sell. I'm making it so it sells. So of course it must sell. Yeah. Yeah. Next limiting belief. I'm responsible for people's reaction to my work. We've kind of covered this one before. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. Your only responsibility is to make it and sell it. 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 That's it. That's it. Now, if you're getting some feedback about the quality or something consistently you're hearing, like, oh, there's a issue with this thing, take that feedback by all means. That's, that's more quality control, but it, it's not, um, you're not responsible for how people feel about it. No. Let it go into the world and grow and be what it's going to be. So you are not responsible for people's reaction to your work at all, at all. But if there's some knowledge there that can help you put out a high quality product, by all means, soak up all of that information. 
yeah. Next, I have to have a sales funnel. No, you don't. And this is like old school internet marketing. You do, you give away something, they sign up for your list and then, then you can sell them some. No, just I, it, all of that is just too many steps. Always be adding to your pipeline by telling people, right? Tell, tell people and tell people in different, in different areas of the world. When I say the internet world or um, in life, right? So maybe you always sell on, on, um, we'll say Etsy, you always sell on Etsy, be willing and be open to selling somewhere else if it inspires you. But in terms of having sales funnels, always be adding to your pipeline just by telling people. And when they're ready to buy, they're going to buy, but you don't have to have some system that they do this, this way, and then they're going to give you money. Lie, 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 lie. Everything I've ever done like that, all these like marketing things that didn't feel right in my body, but I did it anyway. One of them is giving away free books. I've never been a fan of giving giving away free books. And uh, never, like, only once when I was, like, totally okay with it because I, I knew I wanted to gain some traction on that particular platform. And I was like, fine, I'll give books away because I know that, like, my soul reader is there. Oh, but I believed in it. My energy was, like, drawn to it. But anywhere else I gave away free books, I was like, no, no, no. That does not feel good. So you don't have to have a sales funnel. You don't have to follow anybody else's way of selling. You find what feels right and true to you. Are you hearing a theme here? I hope so. I hope I'm so repetitive that you you listen to all these shows and it changes your, your whole way of being and you wake up every day so excited because you're like, it just got easier. I get to decide what I want to do in my business. And it gets to work because I decide it's going to work. And I get to choose things that I like to do. And I don't have to listen to something outside of me telling me what to do. And if you don't do it this way, if you don't do it that way, then you're wrong. You're not going to succeed. No, you decide you're going to succeed and you show up and you do it your way and you will be just fine. So you don't need a sales funnel. If you feel inspired by sales funnels and it interests you, do them. But you don't need to. You don't have to have it. Just like you don't have to use ads to sell your work. That's the next limiting belief. That, oh, I have to use ads. I have to. No, do you like ads? Do you, does it work for your business? Does it work within the budget you, you think is best for your business at this time? Do it that way. You can sell work however way you want. You can market your work in all these different ways. You don't have to have a sales funnel and you don't have to sell ads. I just did two limiting beliefs for you there. Next, I have to attend conferences and festivals to sell my work. We've already talked about this. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. If you want to, go. If you don't, don't. I know in the author business, particularly romance author, they have conferences. And uh, my first conference was well before I published, like, like a decade before I published, like literally a decade before I published. And everybody was talking about, oh, we're so, and I know we're introverts and this is going to be intense for us. And we're going to go home and be really tired after this. I was like, no, I'm not. Like, <laughs> I'm going to show up, participate in what I want to participate, and then go, go, go home, right? You don't have to do anything that doesn't feel good to you. But if it feels good, do it. Do it. If it, if it works for your business, do it. But you don't have to do it in order to sell your work. 
Next, I can't set my own prices. I have to follow market. Lie, 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 lie. You set the price that works for your business, period. Because you could set the price based on industry standards or quote unquote industry standards because there isn't a standard. Everybody says that, you know, you, you, if you start really looking at it closely and not just taking on a limiting belief that everybody does this, you'll see that there's all different price points because there's customers at all different price points. And so if you really, <laughs> I'm so over talking about prices, right? But uh, if you, if, say you set a price because everybody else is setting the price at that price. And that's not what works for your budget. And you are, it, all of a sudden, your cost of doing business is higher than what you're bringing in. That's on you, boo. So set your price. There's a customer there for you. There's lots of customers there for you. Believe in your price. Feel good about your price. You don't have to follow market. And if you really, I mean, it's silly that you have to follow market. Because if you look at the market, there's things at all different price points. Next, people don't want to pay for creative works by unknowns. Who says? Who says? And who says you have to be an unknown? You're only unknown if you decide you're an unknown. Just decide people already know you. They probably do, right? If somebody has bought something from you, yes, you are known now. That's it. Proof of concept. You're known, right? So let that go. Um, let that go. If Yes, are, is there a type of buyer? a small pool of type of buyer that only buys really high-end things from really famous people and it they, they goes up to auction or, or it, yeah, but that's such a small group of buyers. What about everybody else? So don't limit yourself because you've decided that you're an unknown and nobody's going to buy from you. You're known. You're known. And people get to buy from you. Only really famous creatives can be millionaires. Uh, lie, 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 lie. There is somebody on this planet that we don't know who's making millions. And so it's just be cool with that. And if you want that to be you, make that your goal. Make that your focus. Look at your business structures. Say, hey, I want to be a millionaire. Let's figure this out. And there is a way to figure it out. So let go of this idea that fame equals money because oftentimes thank you social media you can be wildly famous and people know who you are and you'd be broke so fame does not equal money or boy bands back in the 90s do you love hearing those stories especially some of the r&b boy bands they were broke 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 right and famous so separate fame and in your ability to earn Next, I have to follow what everyone else does in the industry. You already know. No, no, no. Do it your own way. 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 There's an author that I followed um, who was so inspiring that made me really want to, to be an author. And it was her whole vibe, like the whole, her whole business vibe, her books. I love the books, but I also just like, I like the way she approached it. And then somewhere in there, she got, it must've gotten her head. Well, cause I'm a coach and I, I saw it, I saw it and it happened to me too in my other business. So somewhere in there, she got caught up in like chasing the industry and it made me not 
I stopped liking her work. I don't like the books. They're, they don't hit me. They don't resonate. Every time I get an email from her, she's made some drastic change that, oh, because now this is what everybody's doing. And it just took away the authenticity that I love that I was like, oh man, I want to be an indie author. Like it, there was such a pureness to the work that, that to the brand that just got washed away. And, you know, I know she probably attracted other people because sure you can track people all the time, but it definitely like, well, I've had many conversations with people that said that they were totally into her fangirl and her. And then this, they noticed the same thing an, an energy shift. And, and now as I read, you know, I still open her emails. It just feels, it feels so wishy-washy. So don't follow everyone else in the industry. Be you. That's what people are holding on to. That's what they love. That's what they crave. They like you being you. So be you and be you full out. Full out. And I'm not saying don't follow some industry trends. If it lights you up and you're like, oh, that's cool. I like that idea. That sounds like me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that by all means. But let it come from within you, not from this place of not enoughness. If I don't follow what everybody else is doing, I'm going to have no sales because that's a lie. Next, selling is selfish and wrong. Lie, 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 lie. Selling is healthy. Selling is right. Selling is true. Yeah, it's a lie. The creative business is just about luck. No. It's not. It's about showing up every day. And I'm a woman who started with no followings and I just showed up and the people show up. So it has nothing to do with luck. It's just being in business. It's just telling people what you're up to. It has nothing to do with luck. Yes, right, right place, right time. But that's a vibe within you right? That's an energy within you that creates right place, right time. Um, it's you deciding that no matter what, where you're at, what you're doing, what you have to, you're in the right place, right time for what you're selling, what you're promoting, what you're um, putting out to the world, what you're offering, what you're interested in. Your work is always right place, right time. But yeah, in terms of it's just all luck. No, it's an industry. It's about doing the work. Next, if someone says something about you online, then it's true. Well, friends, that's a lie. Let's just agree. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. All right. You know what's true. And set the intention that the energy coming from your business is in alignment with the truth. And you're only a match to people that say true things. And you're open and receptive only to truth. And you're not a match. This is one I do. You're not a match to bullies and you're not a match to trolls and you're not a match to mean people. And you are showing up as yourself and you are safe and protected and you get to move through your career with grace and ease. When you create that boundary, then that's what shows up. And I know this to be true because there was a time where I did not have that energetic boundary in my business. And people said wacky shit, wacky people showed up, mean people showed up, nasty people showed up. And then when I decided, no, I'm not a match to that, 
they don't show up. How did I make more money? I'll end with that. You will make more money because you feel good. You feel good. And, and earning money is a high vibrational state. And so when you feel good, you're in a high vibrational state. And so they can't help but be drawn to each other, right? So no, if somebody says something about you online, then it's true. No. And I, I say, go ahead, just declare it now. You're not a match to that. That doesn't show up in your world. You're, you're not interested in it. You don't engage it. You don't participate in it. It's not, even, it's not even there for you. And then from there, once you set that declaration, your, your intuition is going to guide you to where, where you can share in a way that feels right and true to you so that you are a magnet to those high vibrational people. And only that, like, that's the key. Like you're not available for nonsense. All right. This show I think is long enough. <laughs> so I'm going to post it. I'll have a second. I'll have one more. I think, I think I have one more. Yeah. One more, one more. I hope that this show is helping you shift some limiting beliefs that haven't been serving you well. And that you get to see that you get to be powerful and confident and magnetic in your business. And if you shift your beliefs, if you let go of the junky limiting beliefs that just kind of hang out in our society and you choose your path, life gets to be really, really good. And you, most importantly, you have access to your intuition and it'll guide you. Do this, do that, do this, do that. But when you're weighed down by limiting beliefs, you can't see clearly. You feel nervous. You you feel not good enough. You don't want to get up. You you try and try and try and you just feel like you're not seeing a result. So be willing to release these limiting beliefs. If you're noticing like, oh, I have that belief, I have that belief, write it down. Tell yourself a new story. I'm just giving you examples. You know, I'll, when I, after I read the, this is just examples of how to talk yourself out of it. There's probably 500 million ways to talk yourself out of these beliefs and be willing to do that work. But most importantly, get to the place where you're like, I get to be here and I get to be good at what I do and I get to show up passionately and I get to share my heart. I get to be in this world. I get to do these things and I get to earn a lot of money doing it. I am worthy. I am deserving. I am enough, period. All right, if you're looking for a coach, I'd love to support you. Information on my services can be found at intuitivecoachingwithamy.com. Pay extra close attention to that Elevate Intuitive Coaching Package and that Massive Result Intuitive Coaching Package. And until next time, I'll see you on the, the last part in this series. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Take care of yourself. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.